Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One day in the pub, Seb and Verity were socializing with hilarity. They knew there and then that their options were vast. They bought some equipment and made a podcast. What do you think you are doing, you twits? It's cliched and obvious, you know. My name is Seb Philpot. And my name is Verity Simmons. And this is Three in a Bar. Yes. Yeah. It's the it's that musical podcast that you listen to. That's every the week. one. That's what it is. And uh, me and Verity, well, we we chat to different musical guests, don't we? All all kinds of musical guests. Yeah, yeah. We've got we've 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 chatted to orchestral players. Right. We've chatted to uh tour managers, Tick. pop singers. Yeah, journalists. Um Journalists. Yeah. Musical fixers. Yeah. Musical theatre stars. MDs. We've chatted to very famous comedians. Oh, we have, you know. We've talked to doctors that play music on the side. Oh, yes, we have. Yes. Um, And this week, we're going slightly off-piste, aren't we? Well. Are we? I I, I don't know. I mean, I I would say everyone we've we've talked to uh, certainly has heard of music. Uh, maybe even likes music. Yes, yes. But also, also, right now, this is this is good. This is a music podcast, isn't it? Well, it is. If, if if I was to ask you, Verity, mm-hmm. what is your favourite podcast? <laughs> uh, well, apart from our very own one, apart from, then, yeah. Apart from this one, yeah. Uh, if if you had to, if you had to name, yeah. your, one of your your top five podcasts okay. from the last five years, okay. If I said uh, the Peter Crouch podcast, no, that's the wrong one, isn't it? Sorry. No, my absolute favourite one, my gateway podcast, how yeah. I got into this whole shebang in the first place, it would be yeah. my dad wrote a porno. Oh, and, yeah. And why that's is that one, relevant? Why? Why? why is that relevant? <laughs> I don't know. They're a very good podcast. They're very successful. Yeah, over and, uh, 300 honest, million they, downloads, isn't it, already? Turn this off. If you... If you don't listen to us. Go and listen to My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yeah. Five They're series. Very good. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you why we're talking about that, because this week's guest is Jamie Morton, oh! whose dad wrote a porno. Yes. It's, it's He's the guy. He uh, is. Verity, as it's your favourite podcast, yeah. could, you, um, 
could you tell us a little bit about about Jamie and, yeah. and the podcast that he makes? Okay, I, I will. I'll fire away. So look, actually, I'm going to do a bit of a cheat. I'm going to read from their wiki page, okay, just so that I can make sense. It's always good <laughs> when our guests have some sort of wiki page. Oh, so good. Very handy because it's far more concise than my ramblings. So here we uh, go. My Dad yes. Wrote a Porno is a British podcast hosted by Jamie Morton, who we've got here, James yep. Cooper and Alice Levine. Each episode features Morton reading a new chapter of an amateur erotic novel titled Belinda Blinks, written by his father under the pen name Rocky Flintstone. Just let that settle with you for a minute. He's reading his his dad's <laughs> porn writing. I'm just going to leave that there for you. Um, Morton, Cooper and Levine react to the material and provide running commentary. Cooper and Levine are hearing the chapter for the first time, whereas Morton usually reads the chapter before recording the episode. As of oh. 2020, oh no, hang on, I'm going to update this bit because it says as of 2020, this has had over 250 million downloads. But now, as Jamie tells us, they've gone over 300 million downloads. Uh, very Ooh. similar to our figures. Quite similar. Yeah, quite similar. Quite. I think one of those uh, numbers in there There's is a similar. three. There's a three There's in a, there. A three. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's not zero, at least. Um, on the 11th of May, 2019, HBO aired a comedy special of the show which features a lost chapter from one of the books. Oh. The special was filmed over two nights in front of a live audience at the Roundhouse Theatre in London. There we go. Ah, yeah. Well, they've been so successful. I remember when their first show at the Albert Hall got announced. Oh, yes. And that was a huge moment for them. Yeah. And uh, as it is for anyone to get a gig at the Albert Hall, but mm. but for a podcast, for something to grow from that and uh, yeah. to suddenly be a live show. And they've got such a dedicated audience, haven't they? Yeah, the Belinkers, I do believe they're Did called. Did you go and watch the show? I haven't been yet, but I really, really want no. to go. Um, I know, yeah. well, Jamie talks a bit about it, doesn't he, in this episode. So I won't give everything away, but there is no. upcoming dates in London. Yeah. And he is also a massive fan of music yeah. and musicals and theatre. And that's actually how this all came about. Yeah. Verity, you met him when we were both doing Evita. It was kind that uh, you just said Regent's met Park. rather than harassed. Met. Yeah. <laughs> I think Verity what you said to him was accosted. One-way <laughs> conversation. Uh, yeah. I remember he, he was there at the bar, wasn't he? Yeah, that's he? right. And you saw him. You yeah. Went, oh, my God, it's Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. And you were a little bit nervous. I was. And, uh, yeah. But you went up there and, and blooming chatted to him and you yeah. chatted for ages. Absolutely about ages. Hour, yeah. 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 He also runs a night called Round to Rita's. Yes. Which is a kind of comedy cabaret. Sort of comedy, mm. slightly immersive uh, cabaret night. That's uh, right. Which uh, he talks about later on in the show. Yeah. So, you know, he's got musical clout, this guy. He has. He's also very, very lovely. Such and, a lovely uh, man. The, the king of podcasts, uh -huh. I'd probably say, right? I'd say so too. He, that so, I, yeah, we were, well, you're here. I was a little nervous, shall we say, about this because I didn't want yeah. to let myself down in front of such a esteemed podcaster. I think you did all right. Well, <laughs> I thought you were going to just say, I think you did. <laughs> you're right. I think, I think you, you did. Well, should we let the, the uh, listener work out for themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Does Verity make a total fool of herself? Does she laugh just a, a bit too much? Uh, Judge kindly, listener, please. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. This is our chat we had with Jamie Morton. Oh, 
nervous? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I am. Oh, God. It's uh, all right. It's okay. I wasn't nervous till you said you were nervous. Oh, I'm I sorry. Thought, oh, I should be nervous. No, you shouldn't be. I, it's, it's only because <clears> I'm just... I just feel like we've had a real good run of luck with people being really right. nice. He's here. He's, he's in the waiting room. Oh, okay. Room. Ready? Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Enjoy. Yeah, thanks. And you? Should we just sit in silence? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Hello. Ah. Hey, Hi. how's it going? I'm sorry, I'm in this insane wow. light situation here. I'm <laughs> sorry. It's like an 80s music video. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I know, yeah. I'm, I am levitating as we speak. Um, yeah, I'm going to try and... I like it. I, I don't like know. It. I mean... Bit of backlight. It's, yeah, it's I've got great. this. That's all that matters. It's like, it's like a heavenly light that has come it's, down. It's delightful. It's something. I don't know what it is, but yeah, it's something. Um, how are oh, you both? Really well. Brilliant. Thank yeah. you. Good. Turning yeah. the corner Enjoying of this shitstorm of a year. Yeah. I know, I know. I'm sorry that we couldn't do this in person. Oh. Um, when I was listening to you guys in like the garden and stuff, I was like, oh, we should have done that. Why didn't I, oh. why didn't I schlep oh, I into London for a change and actually live a life? I'm too, I'm too used to it now. That's the problem. I've kind of become all When did you go? Um, when did you make the break? Um, it was actually before lockdown. I bought a house. Oh, um, nice. And I was like... Yeah, I mean, it isn't yeah. too far out of town. I'm not like, you know, in You haven't got a small anywhere, holding but... with animals no. and things. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> no, no chickens or anything like that. It's very... Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, little but donkey no, yeah. in the corner. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 was, it was nice to be a bit out of town during the pandemic, so I was like, oh, it just was so, so bleak. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I know I went in there, I went to the National Gallery. You know, when they sort of partially let you into things again. I went, yeah. took my son to the National Gallery and it was like some Armageddon movie. It was just, there was nothing, yeah. no one around. It was horrendous. So, yeah, because yeah. before I, I moved down here, I lived in probably the smallest flat imaginable <laughs> in Islington. It was tiny <laughs> with my yeah. sister and her then fiance. Yeah. Main reason I had to get out of there I was like, I can't live with my married oh, sister. That's too embarrassing. Um, <laughs> um, but I was like, imagine if we'd have been stuck in this little kind of rabbit hole for a year and a half. It just would have been too much. But um, but no, exactly. It's it's all getting better now. Hooray! Oh, Thank you so much for agreeing to chat to us as well. Oh my god, pleasure! That's really, I'm so really exciting. This ridiculous <laughs> lie. I'm sorry. Um, it's a pleasure. Coming from anyway, I mean, behind me, and also, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, thank you for having me. No, this is really exciting. Hey, uh, because a bit like when we spoke to Jude Rogers, though, I was just saying to Seb before we started chatting to you, um, like it seemed like such a good idea. She's a, to chat to a music journalist, and it also seemed like such a good idea to chat to like the king of podcasting, and then we were like. <laughs> Oh, hang on a minute. Who knows nothing about <laughs> he knows music? Everything. <laughs> Come on now. Hmm. You're a, you're a music theatre. You're a big fan, though, aren't you? I'm a fan of yeah, exactly. But I, yeah, my uh, knowledge base is is uh, small. But excellent. Well, it'll make us That's look younger then, won't that- it? <laughs> There are stories to tell. I mean, come on, for God's sake. Great. We're only really, we're, we're really chatting, guys. Do you know what I mean? I can yeah, chat. That's what I can do. I, I, I can promise you a chat. Whether Perfect. it's usable or entertaining, I don't know. But that I can do. Uh, Perfect. So I guess we should start with how probably how Verity met you. 
at yes. uh, do you remember where that was do you uh, have you did you was... deleted it from your memory <laughs> yeah have you <laughs> no it was fun it was at the regent's park open air theater right? yeah that's right yeah yeah well, exactly. bad, i do tend to hang out at the bar at any given opportunity so <laughs> theater not theater i mean i'll be found at the bar rarely yeah, actually yeah. in the auditorium watching the show i'll just be in the bar um, <laughs> you're so wise yeah <laughs> i know but i'm sorry because i totally did accost you and then took lots of your time because i was so excited no, I was not like, at can all. i ask you another thing about it yeah it was great <laughs> yeah it was really fun yeah i mean that's what's kind of nice about going to things now doing the podcast is that um yeah. Yeah, I, I I get to meet really interesting people like you, and um, and yeah, and because that theatre particularly is so kind of sociable in its yeah. kind of setup, yeah. Um, yeah, people just kind of have a drink after after the show. They don't kind of ch- chuck you out immediately. So yeah. I saw like Rocky Horror there once, not Rocky Horror. The other oh, one, Little, little Shop, of, Little Shop, L- of Little horrors. Shop of Horrors, one yeah. of the horrors. It was a horror yeah, yeah. show, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like um, they like took, took me, me backstage and like I met, met all the car. I was like, oh, this is really fun. So it's a nice yeah. theatre to kind of meet people and have a bit of a social time. So it was good. Yeah, and what did you make of that production of Evita? Now no. the truth. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was. It's it's uh, Jamie Lloyd. Right? That's right. Is he the director. That's, of it? Yeah, that's it. it. Well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, and I know he's very like <laughs> hip or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, um, it, do you know what? I've actually never seen Avita before. Oh, okay. If I'm going to be honest with Not you. Not even the Madonna. So it was Not the Madonna version or. Oh, I think I might have seen yeah. that when I was a kid, maybe. <laughs> but uh, I didn't didn't love it. Didn't love love. No, I thought it was amazing. Kind of. I mean, because my, my uh, friend was in it, I should say, oh, as well. Oh, really? Who um, was that? Sarah, yeah. Sarah Naudi, she's, um, she was in the, in the chorus. Yes. Oh, oh. yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was, it, was, it was, I mean, I just like going to the theatre, but it wasn't one of the best shows I've ever seen. No. It, it just was an interesting kind of concept, I think. Yeah. It was a cool idea. Um, why? I know, what did I, you think of I it? Like, I like the rooting around for, for words there. You were trying to find to be nice and kind of... <laughs> Like, That's such a tough opening question. I know, it was yeah. so unnecessary, wasn't it? I'm really he, sorry. He's into it, Verity. <laughs> well, I, I think it's interesting. Like, I think, but that's what you want from theatre, right? You want it to be um, kind of something that makes people have a strong opinion either way, yeah. I think. And, there were, and, and there, were, there were parts of it that I loved yeah. um, and parts of it that I kind of was a little bit kind of, I don't know, um, <laughs> unsure about. But I think that's kind of the point yeah. in a way of the arts. You want to feel like you're being challenged. And I think when you go into a show like Avita, you have so many perceived conceptions of what that show's going to be. Yeah. And it was completely different, which was brilliant. And maybe it was just an adjustment in my mind to be like, oh, this is a very different interpretation. But yeah. it was very well done. Like it was a very strong ensemble, etc. And the music particularly was fantastically played. I have to say that. <laughs> there we are. That's second what, to none. That's what we were looking for right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. We rooted around the yeah. houses and we finally got to the point of the question. You Ooh, were fantastic. Thank yes. God. <laughs> I think with, uh, maybe with that show, it, it needs a bit of a strong uh, idea to, to, to put onto it because uh, uh, it's just basically was it originally a concept album was it one of those ones oh was it or oh, I don't know I always felt like it needs something doing to it it's not quite good enough it's an interesting it, it, it's, 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 it's one of those shows that because um, it's like a cradle to grave kind of narrative yeah, isn't mm. it and it's, I think those shows are really hard to 
draw you in narratively because it's all dramatically because you because you're kind of whizzing along at such a pace because you have to get through everything whereas I prefer shows that are a little bit more kind of concentrated in one specific place and time that you can really delve into what's going on in that moment and kind of get to know the characters a bit more but like you know it's Andrew Webber he does know what he's doing I've heard tell and I think (laughs) Jamie Lloyd's just been nominated for a Tony hasn't he so he's also very good at what he does so um, I think so yeah so he's he's all right he's done well for himself yeah I don't know what I'm talking about I'm just like you know I'm just a mere theatre goer with an opinion which we all hate those people (laughs) no it's absolutely vital but now, going back to having given you that horrible opening question. I should have just said, do you know what? It was the best thing I've ever seen. I know, I'm so glad you did it. I That's failed good. at the first hurdle no. there. <laughs> Verity, what is this whole show about? This is just basically you making me slag off multiple shows. Yeah, I've got a list. We're just going to go through them all. And I wanted to, <laughs> to give me your What do you think of that? Uh, did you like okay. that one? Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, My Dad Wrote a Porno is literally my gateway podcast because I being about 100 oh, years old I had not got into the podcast format at all prior to this and somebody said you've got to listen to it it's absolutely amazing you'll love it in about 2016 and I did and just steamed through them it was like I'm oh wow well, you're an early adopter big time I love that yeah, I mean so it was good. my gateway podcast as well to be honest was with it? you was it always meant kind to be of. a podcast did you always see it in that format yeah because I mean it was something that we were a little bit um <laughs> When my dad first presented these books, <laughs> inverted commas, books, um, pamphlets, pieces of paper, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, to me, I kind of read it to my friends, two of whom were Alice and James, and we all as a friendship group became worryingly obsessed with it and would read it at any given opportunity at parties or just down the pub or <laughs> at the theatre in a theatre bar or whatever, wherever I was. And, um, and we knew that we wanted to do something with it, but because of the material, it was very... Risque, I mean risque, but like, you know, you you, you couldn't really put it on camera really because it was obviously pornography. Um, And (laughs) podcasting was kind of having that, I mean, we we, we could have done. Um, Extremely niche (laughs) pornography at that. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, is it even pornography? It's just naked people, let's be honest. Um, And so we were like, well, maybe a podcast would be a good way to tell the story because we figured that, you know, um, when Fifty Shades of Grey came out? Yeah. Yes. And, it, and it was, and it became like this massive phenomenon because it was an ebook, and no one knew what you were reading. So you yeah. could be on the tube reading it, but no one would know that you're reading a bit of source. So we <laughs> thought, well, if it's in their ears, it could be a similar thing, and that people could just listen to it and not kind of they'd have some sort of anonymity as they were listening. So that yeah. was kind of why we went, we, we kind of went into podcasting as a as a genre. Um, yeah. And I think it was just the perfect one. I, mean, I, I don't think it would work in any other way, really. Certainly initially. No, it's perfect. And it's so great that, well, it, I mean, lucky that I sort of already had a series to go, but I do like that feeling of waiting for it. It's a bit like old school television watching where you couldn't just get a block and go, it's great when you're up to speed and you like having to wait for the next one each week. Yeah. I mean, I'm sadly addicted to his writing. <laughs> it's great. Well, you're a fool. That's all I can say to you. Yeah. I've learned uh, so much about the female anatomy that I did not know. Really? And being um, a woman yourself, that's yeah, quite, quite the cheapest. It's quite um, something, exactly. Dad, I don't... You're, doing, you're doing the lord's work <laughs> no yeah, we are really old school i thought that the other day i was like could we still release it a w- like once a week how old are we like, <laughs> in the years of like binging and like netflix you just put it all in one go but i think there's something as you say quite nice for an audience to kind of look forward to something yeah, and kind absolutely. of build the anticipation and then people can kind of speculate on what's going to happen and 
God yeah. knows why, because nothing ever really happens. And if it does happen, <laughs> it's nothing that anyone would ever have predicted. Um, so I think it, it's, 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 it's quite nice and old school in that way, yeah, to kind of yeah. just eke it out, really, and let people enjoy it, you know. Let, 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 let people miss it, do you know what yeah. I mean? You don't want to kind of just, like, dump it and then people can just consume it and then they forget about it. I think it's nice to build some sort of momentum with the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. Did you realise quite early on what a huge success it was going to be? Um, I mean, you can never know if something's no. going to be successful. I mean, I think we knew pretty early that it was, that, that we were proud of it. Yeah. Um, and that we would have listened to it if we, because I think that's all you can ever do, right? It's like this show, you know, you yeah. made the show that you would want to listen to. And I think that's what we did, really. We were like, well, this makes us laugh, so hopefully it'll make somebody else laugh. I don't think you could ever imagine kind of where it got to, because it, you know, it's it's kind of grown beyond any of our... Yeah. yeah well, I mean, we like, I think we... Um, well, I actually don't, I, I actually know. We uh, passed 300 million downloads in the Oh, day, my God. Which was... Wow. An wow. Ins- but that's just such a stupid number. I, mean, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> that isn't even a number. That's like, what is... That's like a government number. Yeah, exactly. like, you know, <laughs> that's like money statistic. that they're going to spend on something. And you're like, where is that? That isn't even money. That's just a, that's <laughs> yeah. just a lie. It's just some numbers on a page. Um, very, very Rocky Flintstone. But, um, but yeah, so that was kind of incredible. I don't know how, kind of how we got to that point. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's it's amazing, and it's I think for me as well because it's such a personal show, and it's about my dad, and it's really about my family, really, um, and my two best friends, and it's it, it's such a small. I mean, this this yeah is the mic. These are our mics. I mean, I'm looking at, at your mic setup, and I'm <laughs> frankly embarrassed, guys, because um, you actually know what you're doing. Look, I've got a ladder in this. It's disgusting. It looks like laddered tights. It's not. Mate, <laughs> at least you've got a bloody pop shield or whatever it's called. <laughs> Ours is so ropely made. I'm like, we've got the same things that we've always used. Um, even on this, you're going to have, you're going to get my audio and be like, oh, um, that sounds really different um... to ours. It's, why is he recording in a cave? Um, but uh, we, we think there's some charm to it. But it's kind of weird that us being sat around the kitchen table with this shoddy equipment, literally on cookery books, yes. has made something that's kind of got... So it's just, it just shows wow. that actually you don't need any of that technical stuff and you can just make something really? that you believe in. It's true. You can get so obsessed about things like that, the, uh, the technology and the, or the best mic, but actually, show you yeah. don't need it. 300 million downloads... Yes. I mean, just, I wouldn't just, recommend not doing your research. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show would maybe would have got four hundred million if we had decent mics. Oh, know. Who knows? Um, but yeah, exactly. It's all about the the, uh, the uh, creative content, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah. Hashtag oh, content. Seb, your sound's just yeah. gone. Talking of which, yeah. Are you are you trying to make me feel better? Yeah, are you, yeah. are you, you deliberately what, fucking up um, your sound? This is what we I, do. I'm going to freeze in a second. It's all fine. Let me just pull the thing out and just try something. You might okay. be for a bit, but what a great moment yourselves. to have this this little moment! I, I feel know, it's, it's perfect. It's, it's it meant couldn't to have be. been scripted more. <laughs> my God! I know what a setup. <laughs> I've hey. just sabotaged you, Seb. That's what this is. I've somehow accessed your technical hub and disconnected something. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the writing of Rocky Flintstone. I like it. <laughs> yeah. It's very slints. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah, exactly. He would be proud of that. Um, yeah, but I mean, also, not only have you got these incredible figures of listening figures, but you've been on a world tour. Like, have you been on 
two world tours or you're going two on world tours yeah um oh my God. we actually our second one got um got got kind of yanked yeah were you mid- <laughs> oh god what's happening he's leaving <laughs> we 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 can wait until he comes back if you want we don't need to come in. yeah maybe maybe we should let you you are not important sam you don't need to be in the show <laughs> just no, keep so he's just away. gonna want he so, gets in sets it left. up and then buggers off that's yeah, it exactly. <laughs> Sorry about this, guys. Oh, it's all right. all right. Don't worry. Have you have you been doing this uh, remotely at all? Doing the podcast remotely, doing separately? No, or? we. Well, we did, we we've done a few things remote. We we uh, did a an, an an episode for Comic Relief um, that we did remotely, and it was kind of difficult. It was, I mean, because I know that you guys have found it similar. It, it is better in the in the room, isn't it? Like, yeah, definitely. Um, and especially with the with the three of us, and it's such a kind of quick rapport and I think with Ferris you were saying the other day on one of your pods that like you can tell so much about someone just from their mannerisms and like yeah I think all of that is really important and I think we realized quite early on because we did we didn't do a, a show in 2020 for mm. a variety of reasons actually it wasn't just because of COVID in fact we'd always planned to not do a show in 2020 because we were supposed to be on tour oh yeah oh yeah um yeah and uh but then when when the when the tour got cancelled we were like oh should we just do a series but then we were like no and we kind of already made other plans with like other creative commitments we all had but we um but we also were a bit like i just don't think it'll sound the same somehow i think and we and we and we didn't really want to have the show kind of be time-stamped pandemic almost because yeah the the show is kind of evergreen and people keep discovering it and we get new listeners all the time we didn't really want to have this series that felt very kind of disjointed and be like oh that's the pandemic series yeah totally um so we've so we've we've kind of um yeah waited which i think ultimately has been quite fun to kind of um give ourselves a break because i was like you know reading my dad's porn for (laughs) you know six years it's been really nice to have some time away from it um have you spent a year in a year in therapy now essentially yeah i've been it's like being in like the asylum i've been on my own solitary confinement for a year i mean we all have but uh it's been very good for me um yeah yeah, so it's yeah i mean hopefully people will come back that's the thing that you just never really know when you go away for a while if people are going to care again or... Oh, I think um, but, so. I mean, because you, know. you did that roundup episode of, of book five, didn't you? And uh, yes, yeah. I listened back to it the other day, actually, and it was just so hilarious. I just thought, it, I'm really looking forward to a new one starting again. I like the fact that he really got a lot of plot in there in this last <laughs> I know, he's really, he's, he's trying, isn't he, bless him? Like, he, <laughs> yeah. is, he is getting there. Like, they, I mean, I, I think that they aren't as bad as people kind of... I mean, like you say, I mean, you think he's a good writer. Um, <laughs> I Did I say that? Did I? Well, you said they, that you loved... Yeah, actually, no, you yeah, didn't I, say I that, actually. That. I'm, kind of, I, I'm interpreting <laughs> what you said. Um, you enjoy the work. <laughs> That's not right. It's good. Right. Um, but I think it's interesting, Tana, to see how Dad's kind of grown through the the books. I think he yeah. is getting more confident, shall we say, with his prose. Um, yes. And I think that's that's really nice to see. It is progression of a kind. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you used to, or maybe still do, actually edit the podcast too and produce it? Yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, that, that's yeah. It. I was, I, um, we, we all have quite complementary skill sets, actually, James, Alice and I, which has been really fortuitous with the show. So, yeah, I edit the show and kind of 
kind of direct it as it's as it's being recorded because those two are the funny people I just kind of sit there and read so I get to be a bit more objective with thinking about how it's all going to come together and then yeah. James is like an amazing producer he's he's like a BAFTA nominated producer actually he's very oh. successful in his other amazing. career yeah and um and Alice obviously works in radio and has for donkey's years so it's been a really useful um kind of yeah set of skill sets that we can rely on each other and the things that I'm not so good at somebody else is good at and vice versa so it's been quite good and I remember someone saying to me um relatively early on actually they were like oh so now the show is quite big you can get someone to um is that my that's mine (laughs) so this is brilliant um the podcast please It's just so natural, guys. You know, it's really, it's real, you know, it's just real. Um, (laughs) No, someone said to me, they were like, oh, you can um, get someone to edit the show now. You can pay someone to edit the show. And I was like, that's literally my favourite part of My Dad Wrote a Porno is making it. Like, that's what I enjoy. That's why I did it. I didn't do it to be on it particularly. Because as someone who's kind of, and I guess maybe you guys can relate a little bit, when you're not front and centre in the creative world, it's a very it's quite a scary thing kind of stepping into that role because you have no real experience of how to do it. And and, and yeah. for me particularly, you know, like you say, you know, two world tours, we did a show for HBO. That was the most terrifying thing I have ever done in my entire life. It was... Oh, my it God. It was horrible, actually. <laughs> I really got scared by that. Yeah, well, so when they got you, so you all had to go out there, I guess. Where did it get filmed? And we actually shot it here. So, so we were in oh, New York. You? We, we, um, HBO came to one of our shows in New York. We did a few shows in New York in 2018. Yeah. Um, and then people from HBO came. I think our agents invited them. And then, yeah, they wanted to do a, a comedy special, which is like a huge deal, which I didn't really quite know that it's quite a, an. And, and, and HBO comedy special is quite a big deal in America. And I, yes. I think we, 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 I think we're the only, we're like the third British act to ever have one, which is That's insane. Amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the, the director was a guy called Hamish Hamilton, who's incredible. And he directs like the Oscars and the Super Bowl halftime show every oh, year. Wow. And like he God. directed the Olympics opening ceremony. He's like, insanely brilliant uh and we're like hiya we're reading shit porn um not sure this is what you signed up for but should be fun right i think he he'd like just finished working with lady gaga and then we were his next job <laughs> like, amazing cool. um but he was so nice but it was it was just a really terrifying thing it's because it's one thing doing a podcast and doing it with your two mates around the kitchen table it's a whole other thing kind of fronting a TV show in America for HBO with like a huge, it was just a lot of pressure that I just had never, ever, ever had to deal with before. And it was interesting seeing it from the other side of production. So, you know, I remember just being in 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 the dressing room and hearing all the production like dick about. And I was like, I want to be in the corridor. <laughs> I want to be on that. I don't want to be in this room and be kind of on my... I realise it's quite a lonely job being on something, like being the person that's on the screen. It's quite... Yeah. It's an odd kind of um, thing. And it, yeah, it was something that I didn't particularly take too... Yeah. too that was so fact, good that the three of you were together. I, did that really help, the fact that it was you were such a unit anyway to go and definitely, do that? Yeah. Yeah, and because... Alice obviously is a TV presenter as well. And James has, was also a TV presenter back in the day. Um, so they had a lot of 
they were quite helpful. And also Hamish was great. I was like, how do I do it? Like help. And he was just brilliant. Um, But I just got so nervous. I remember because we shot it over a few days and the first show I was sweating so much because I was so scared (laughs) and nervous and like just awful that they just had to stop filming every five minutes to retouch me. And there's a full audience there. It was the most embarrassing thing in my entire life. And after, after about four or five stops, Hamish came out and was like, Jamie, it's just ruining the whole flow of the show. We just have to record through. And I was like, oh my, and this is like in ultra 8K or whatever it is. Um, And then that that night production had to have like an, an emergency discussion about my sweating and so they flew oh in God. overnight. They flew in special makeup from like no. LA <laughs> that, they, that they had to put on my face the next day. And they were, my makeup artist was amazing. She was like, look, this, I've used this like on the Vegas strip. I've used it I, literally <laughs> the Sahara desert. This, you cannot sweat through this makeup. And I was like, okay, thank God. <laughs> Went out on stage, started sweating through the fucking makeup. I was like, and they were oh like, we don't understand what's happening. <laughs> To your, what what is your body? And I was like, I don't know. It was so, but yeah, but that's when I realised like that my at the end of the day just shrivels, <laughs> yeah, like, no moisture. It's so weird. Yeah, I, I yeah secreted every bit of moisture in my body. That's why I, could, to, to, I just kept drinking through it. Probably not the most smart thing to do. Um, but yeah, I just was like, that's when I, if I didn't know before, that's when I knew a career in television is not. It isn't. It isn't for me. I don't think it's uh, it's my path in life. But it was a good experience to do. Oh. Yeah, and was that more yeah. or less terrifying than going and playing at places like the Sydney Opera House and, like, the Albert Hall, would you say? Way, way, way more terrifying way more. doing it on TV. Oh, my God, yeah, because yeah. it's being recorded and... I yeah. don't know, it's just not my thing. Like, because performing is is just an extension of podcasting, really. And even though those theatres are big, they're mm. still... They aren't like stadiums, you know, they're not that big. I think the Royal Albert Hall is like five and a half thousand, which is a lot of people, but yeah. it's not, it's not. And because it, it's a weirdly shaped, because it's a circle, it doesn't feel yeah. like it's that big, actually, oddly. And, and, yeah. and the Sydney Opera House is tiny. It's like oh, 2,000 it? people. It's really not oh. big at all. You, you, you think it's going to be this massive stage, but actually the biggest theatre yeah. in there is only about 2,000. So actually they actually yeah. feel quite intimate and... And because and you're there and you're with your mates and because the people that are coming have paid to see us, they're obviously invested yeah. in coming. I mean, I, I still get nervous, but nothing compared to the TV, the HBO thing was terrifying. No. Yeah. And you've, you've got, um, over the time, have accumulated a, a huge fan base full stop, but a huge celebrity fan base as well, which leads mm. us on to uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, oh, that's I a know, heck of yeah. a guest. How did that come about? Then he How was a guest on your about? footnote show, wasn't he? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. He, he followed us all on Twitter, weirdly, one day. I remember, where I, was, I actually remember where I was when, I, when it came off my phone. Um, we were in yeah. LA and we were working out there and I got a thing on my phone being like, Lynn manuels followed you. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. Because I was like a massive fan of In the Heights. Even before Hamilton, yeah. I was a massive Heights fan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is where I, yeah. I met Sarah and Audi, actually, weirdly. Because um, oh, she was oh, in she Heights that? in London. And we, <laughs> yeah. I went to go and see it. And then she tweeted me after the show being like, was that you in the audience? So I was like, oh yeah, it was. And she was like, we're all having a cast party tonight. Come along. 
I was like, okay, cool. Aww. So I did. And I met, and they were all so nice. Um, in fact, they're all amazingly successful now. Like Amy Atkinson was in it. She's now, oh, yeah. she was in Six yeah. and she's in yeah, Pretty yeah, Woman yeah. now. And uh, like loads of guys are in it, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, when Lynn kind of followed us, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And we talked about doing a Belinda musical as a kind of joke on the podcast. Um, and so we were like, oh, wouldn't it be great if he, if he came on? He messaged us one day. He was like, I'm in London, guys. Because we like messaging a bit, and he's he's the nicest man on the planet. He's ridiculously Aww. nice. Oh, is he? Um, is he? Yeah, so so that's, nice. And he was like, "Guys, I'm I'm in London like next weekend. Do you want to come and see Hamilton with me?" Oh wow! And we were like, "Oh,", oh. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm like I'm uh-huh. I'm like gonna go and see the London cast do like do Hamilton. Why don't you come and be in my box and we can like go for drinks or whatever?" Oh, I, what? I couldn't go because uh-huh. I yeah. was. It was it was my sister's wedding that Saturday in France. Oh no! And I was like, "There's oh. actually no." And I was also the, I was the, I was the celebrant. I was literally conducting oh the ceremony. I was like, "I would love to get a, get out of this, but I I don't think I can." And I was like, "No, I can't go." This was pre yeah exactly pre Zoom. Yeah, you could have done it. Now it'll be Just fine, so you know. Guys, it's only allowed yeah. to have like ten guests. I'm sorry, I have to bow out respectfully. <laughs> Back um, out for you. Yeah, yeah. And then Alice couldn't go because she was on the radio. Oh. So James had to go on his own. <laughs> so James was like, oh, God. Yeah, because he was like, I'm not going to not go. I was like, you have to go, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then poor Lynn had to find two random other friends he had in London to be like, do you want to come and see the show? Because I've got two seats now. <laughs> so, like, James was obviously chatting to him and he was like, oh, yeah, I'd love to come on Footnotes. And then, but he's, like, insanely, I mean, I say this as a surprise, he's insanely busy, Lynn. He's got a million and one things going on. Because <laughs> he was just about, he was, like, writing the musical, the, the music for the new Little Mermaid film film he'd just yeah. finished yeah. fossey verdon he was oh, about yeah. to start directing tick tick boom and in the heights movie probably yeah heights was happening and he was in yeah. his dark materials oh, no. so he yeah. was like course, insanely yeah. busy so finding time to do it because we wanted to do it in person because we were like as we've discussed it's always better um mm. so he was like well i've got a window he's like i'm flying from the emmys to to wales to film some pickups for his dark materials on this so I've got the night I get into Wales, basically. So we were like, oh my sure, God. that'll work. So we went up to Wales, got this really shitty Airbnb. Sorry, can I swear on this? I've been swearing all the, all the time, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, um, sorry. That's what I'm used to, sorry. Um, got this really, really ropey Airbnb, which did look like it was like down some sort of murderous alley. <laughs> so Lynn oh, just God. like knocks on this like metal gate. And he's like, guys, is this right? We were like, yeah, hi. Um, and just the nicest man and yeah, oh. lovely, lovely guy. And like loves my dad's work so much. He like he knew yeah. more about Belinda Blink than we did. It was it was it was strange. I loved it when he started talking about saying, um, and yeah, you could really use the reprises. It's just like it's got this beautiful yeah. musical form in it yeah. already. I thought that's so great. He's there. Uh, yeah. Oh, he's totally there. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So we like brainstormed a whole musical with him. I was like, well, can't get better than that. I mean, Lynn's basically writing the musical as we speak. This is great. Let's just sell this. Yeah. This is perfect. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised HBO went straight back onto you immediately for round two <laughs> know, yeah. after that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you also had Rachel Bloom on, who's another who wrote yeah. My Crazy Ex Girlfriend. And I thought her ideas were really well preformed. Like she Oh, came she to you with... yeah, she came fully she had a whole concept, didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she, I thought great. that was right up her street as 
as well. Like I can see that in the same context as my crazy ex-girlfriend being like a TV musical. Thing. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> yeah. No, she was so yeah. funny. Like she was so kind of passionate about it. <laughs> we were like, all right, Rachel, yeah. calm down, chill out. This is, this is all a joke. <laughs> She's like, no, we can do it. We can do it guys. Um, but <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, she was, she was, she was great. It's been so nice having people, other creative people that you respect and admire yeah. come on yeah. the show and, and, and because the only reason that we have guests is if they like the podcast and like the books, you know, we don't just like, you know, yeah. people on a, on a press tour don't come on our show because there's no, there's no point really. Um, so it's nice <laughs> to know that if they yeah. come on, they, they are there because they, they love the world that Dan's created. And it's just nice to chat to them yeah, about absolutely. something a bit different. And you see a different side to them. Like we had like Lynn talking about vaginas and tits and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's so wholesome and like <laughs> owned yeah. by Disney these days. And I'm like, ah, you're <laughs> yeah, talking about exactly. Willie's. Um, it's just great. <laughs> Um, and even, even people like Daisy Ridley, who, who, you know, she was so much more relaxed because she was, you know, talking about something that wasn't... Cause imagine talking about Star Wars the whole time, not being able to yeah. say anything. And in case you say something, you might literally fuck up a massive franchise. <laughs> like the pressure on yeah. interviews for her must have been insane at that, at, at that, at that yeah. time. And so for her just God, to come on... Just, been a yeah. 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 And it's just, you just totally. see a completely different side to people that are well known, which has been really nice. Talking about obsessive, weird guests that you've had on who thought about it a bit too much. Um, yeah. I've actually thought of some casting <laughs> casting you could have for your musical. Oh, great. Go I thought on. about it this morning when I just thought, I was listening to those and I was really inspired and I thought, and I know you always get people to come on and decide who, you know, who yes, they might everyone play, kind like of Michael Sheen. Themselves. And, yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking about, about uh, musical guests, the people you could have. And I, I mean, I got as far as Sheridan's, and Sheridan Smith playing Bella, I thought. Oh my that would god, be that is literally casting. perfect. Like, she'd be ideal, wouldn't she? Yeah, because yeah. Bella's a complete train was... wreck, and Sheridan can play that well. I'm sure. <laughs> yes, she can. Yes, mm. you're right. And uh, I also went down the line of, um, well, I don't know what you think about this for the Duchess, like either Hannah Waddingham. If you wanted a classy English yes. version, or Patty Lapone, if you were going to go a bit off piece, oh. but I don't know. Oh what my god! No. Patty Lapone, the Duchess, <laughs> is actually genius. I mean, she'd steal the show. It would be. It would have to be called the Duchess Blinked. I don't think Belinda Blinked would cut it with, with Patty. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, did you watch Company? Did you go and see Company when she? Was I did, in it? and actually, I, yeah. I, I, um, I saw it on Broadway actually, just before. Uh. Broadway shut down like the week before because oh, the actress Katrina yeah. Lank is a porno fan and she invited right. us to go and see it when we were in New York doing some press and it was incredible I mean yeah, yeah. Patty Lepone is a bit of a, a force of nature on a stage it was yeah it was insane yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um that's a good shout that's, yeah that's a great show that I saw that in London yeah it's amazing it's so good. yeah I mean it was it, it's odd I've never seen a show I don't think I've ever seen a show that's transferred from the West End to Broadway and seen it in the West End first and then seen it on Broadway. It was quite yeah. strange to kind of see it the other way around and be like, oh, it's a very... Because obviously it's the same show, obviously. Yeah. Um, the yeah. same creative. Um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was done really, really well um, over there. It was, it, was, it, was, it was brilliant. It was a shame it just never opened because it was in previews and then uh, COVID yeah. hit. And oh, no, of course. I think it is coming back, but... Um, but yeah, who knows? Good. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. we went. I mean, I was in that theatre literally, probably breathing in COVID nineteen because it was a few days before Broadway <laughs> shut down. We were like, yeah. and there was a real sense around Broadway because we bumped into the guys who wrote Six when we were over over there oh, for wow. a drink, and uh, and and they were having their big opening, and we were like, "Are you worried about this COVID thing?" And everyone was, no one kind of wanted to kind of own the fact that it was probably going to really affect everything, and because we were starting our yeah. tour as well, and. It was it was a really kind of crazy, crazy time, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we were. T- I remember being told at the beginning of that year we were about to we were going to open at the Barbican with Evita. Yeah. I should yeah. have been. You'd have been straight there. <laughs> Can't wait to see it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking, oh well, you know, everything will be over by then. That'll be a great way to come back. Like how joyous to go and have a run on a show again in the yeah. summer. How naive we were. I know. Never mind. Because how have you guys been adapting to it, being professional musicians? Like, well, it's kind of, it's just gone through sort of different waves of, of like a bit of work and then nothing. Mm -hmm. And, but now it it is definitely, there are, there are things coming back. um, Yeah. And just the odd thing. um, It's mainly been, if anything, like recording sessions. Because there's been no live oh, work at all. Great, but, but at least you can still do that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that's been really nice. Um, but yeah, it's all maybe some filmed things for like live streams or yeah, 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 or mm. maybe some film soundtracks or or albums being recorded or that kind of thing. Yeah, um, but that's that's it really. Um, nothing mm. with audiences, of course. But I, I think that is surely about to happen i was gonna say yeah. i feel like we're really on the cusp of that now yeah and, you know, yeah so. i'm doing something that opens on the 17th of may <laughs> oh wow there. but wow. it's um next yeah, it's insanely it's, soon yeah, next, yeah. It, i know I, I know we've got like a dress rehearsal on friday it seems crazy wow. but um they're doing that with a socially distanced audience and um yeah it's so exciting wow. I can't oh, that's wait gonna to, be this is the thing that when it. it all comes back because you know we our our, our tour got cancelled in the middle of it, and I can't wait yeah. to kind of come back and just be in a theatre again. And I mean, as a, as an audience member and as a performer, it's just going to be so amazing. And every night you're going to be performing to people that this will be their first show back. And I think yeah. the yeah. the the atmosphere is going to be so amazing when we when we, we, we can all be together again. It's going to be great because. Yeah. It's been so long. I can't actually believe it's been this long. It's insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm just glad that there's really an industry is. to come back to because it was looking really yeah. hairy for a minute, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, quite. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, yeah, getting used to having that adrenaline in your system again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Particularly like, uh, like be... first night kind of nerves. That That's going to be really interesting. I, I guess you got it, what, next week, Verity? You're just sort of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm already getting a little bit sweaty palms. Especially I've got some the, great the makeup for you. Just put the makeup yeah. on your palms and you'll <laughs> yeah. never feel a thing unless you're me. I've got some Did anti-mold paint just... if you want to try that. <laughs> That's ma- basically what it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Could your face actually move then after all of that? No, I looked fantastic because I, I looked like I had like three <laughs> rounds of Botox. But, um, That's yeah. like Barry Manilow style. <laughs> yeah. like, brilliant. I looked slightly like a wax work, but, you know, it worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> Not to worry, though. Yeah, I, I'm quite excited by the idea of getting those nerves again, though. Do you yeah. do you have those first night nerves, first night of the tour? Will you be? I get insanely nervous every night. Dep- really? It doesn't matter when. Do and, and backstage, I... <laughs> Alison James, like, listen to music and they're, like, dancing. I'm drinking and just 
shaking I, and I don't know what it is because the minute I get on stage I'm absolutely fine it's that it's that time between kind of once you're dressed and like ready and, you, and you've got your like your your headset wow that started like in your garden scream. <laughs> <laughs> um, who knew I'd left London um not me uh, like once you've got your headset on and uh and yeah, it's that kind of 10 minutes that I just hate. And we start our show with a little intro video every night. And so you're in the wings for that and you're watching it. And even though you can hear the audience react to it and it's always really great, I'm still just an absolute bag of nerves. I don't know what it is. I think, again, it's just I'm just yeah. not meant to be doing this. I think that's ultimately... Because it's one of those things of being on this show, you feel like you have to just take every opportunity that comes and just say yes to things and not be kind of dictated by your own insecurities and fears and stuff. Um, but I think there's also, you know, you need to recognize when you're not the most adept at something. And I think for me, it's just something that I'm not particularly comfortable with, but then once I'm on stage, oddly I am, it's just that time in the wings that I just, I just, I'm always like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? I don't have to do this. Because it's completely, it's like weird type thing in my head. And the other two are just like, yeah, it's really fun. You know, Radio City Music Hall. I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, yeah. This is terrifying. <laughs> but I know. That's why I'm having a nervous breakdown. Um, but yeah. We, um, we had a similar kind of thing. We did a live stream thing on YouTube in December. Yeah. Uh, it was like, uh, it was like an offshoot of this. And we had, it was basically like the Big Breakfast meets TFI Friday. We had like a band. Oh, fun. And we had some interviews. Yeah. And it was only like just before, like, like 10 minutes before we went live, we sort of were in a room together. Me and Verity were like, what? What are we gonna what do? What the hell are we doing? What are we doing? How's this yeah. happened? Yeah. Like, like we yeah. started off doing this little podcast, recording, <laughs> just interviewing musicians and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, we're presenting to a camera, like we're on top of the pops or something. And you're like, "How did we get here? I don't remember yeah. agreeing to this. Like, no. how have we somehow? Why am I, I stood know. here at this moment? Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I know. It's, it's that funny. awful moment of self-realization where, where I was just like, I, I don't have a flipping clue. I know that I look absolutely deranged on camera. Yeah. I go. Really, really red in the face. And I just, it's, and also we had to start it off for singing once in Royal David City. Seb, right, you sang to, it beautifully. Just, wow. Little, no. little deci- decisions along the way le- led yeah. to me opening the whole thing, singing the descant, <laughs> uh, singing the soprano wow. part. Oh my God. Solo of it's Once in Royal David City, which goes very it was impressive. high. Very high, doesn't it? Uh, very, so, yeah. It, yeah. Isn't it so, sung by young boys? I think. Yeah, you yes, see it's young, very, young very boys. high, yes. Seb. Yes, we, yeah. we are aware of how high it is. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do it, make, make it your own do your own what? interpretation of it I tell you what that, oh here we go here it goes wow that is impressive because is it, it is you two singing your theme tune right that oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is you've yeah. both got lovely voices yeah oh, oh no hang on though I, I will say so Seb has Just got a lovely voice but <laughs> so, no seriously the minute I came in at the in Once in Royal David City it was like I'd never heard music before it was so <laughs> so out of tune and I played it back I had to play it back because I was editing it afterwards and listening to it and I was like I, what can I do? This is so bad. And then just to have just the oh my god! Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. It still haunts. Bad. It haunts Funny. my dreams. Yeah. There's yeah, music in your bones, guys. I'm sure it sounded beautiful. <laughs> it's just a shame but... it didn't come out that day. <laughs> yeah, I can do it. Remain. It just left me in that particular moment. <laughs> it was not there that day. Yeah, it was terrible. But you used to do, you were music theatre, weren't you? When you were 
when you were growing up, you were into music theatre. And were you perform mm. on the performance side or always backstage? And- um, I was I was more backstage. Well, I mean, I actually not really musical theatre. Actually, I'm more of a kind of oh. straight like play theatre. That was my how I got into loving theatre was just plays mm. really. Um, and as a kid, I, I mean, I've been mocked perilously for this on the podcast that, yes, I was a member of the club theatre and yes, it's weird. And yes, I was one of those strange <laughs> theatre kids, which James oh, and I yeah. find hilarious. Um, and, and I'm always like, to the guests, like, guys, were you a theatre nerd as well? And they're like, no, not really. I'm like, Josh Groban, you must have been a theatre nerd. Don't leave me hanging here. Yeah. Like, Lynn must have been. I was like, come on, guys. Oh, oh come on. Yeah. Yes. Um, but Alice and James find it hilarious that, um, that, I, that, <laughs> I, that I spent my youth in a theatre. But we were just so lucky when, we were, when I was younger that, that there was just a local theatre that I could kind oh. of... I mean, it is a bit strange, just hang out in a theatre uh, with my friends <laughs> and just put on Seb plays did. and like, write oh, plays. Yeah. Didn't you? Oh, yeah. Did you? Seb did. Yeah, yeah. Seb did I, too, well, I used don't to do, like... Yeah, I did, um, what do you call it? Like, yeah, drama school. Like, kids, like, Saturday morning drama yeah, school. Exa- yeah, exactly. And um, I used to play in, play trumpet in, like, an Amdram production of Guys and Dolls. Uh, that, yeah, that kind cool. Of thing. Yeah, I used to love all that stuff. I did ballet, yeah. tap, all that, to, to grade one standard. <laughs> really? Is that, is, that, is that the lowest? Yeah, it's the lowest, yeah. Oh, okay. It's basically Sorry. like a, a stretch, a warm-up. Right. That was it. <laughs> I'd have been there with you on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, but I just used to write plays and direct them and kind of, and be in them sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I just love theatres. I just love yeah. being in a theatre. And, and I think it's interesting because I started out loving that and that being kind of my passion when I was younger. And then when I got older, I kind of grew out of it a bit or got a bit maybe too cool for it. And I kind of went to university and I got more into kind of t- film and TV and actually oddly it's been Belinda and my dad wrote a porno that's kind of brought me back to the theatre in a, in a really weird way and like especially when you're in America and you're touring all over the states and you're in these ancient theatres like I remember being in a theatre in Seattle we did a show in Seattle and there was a ma- and I, I just love talking to people who work in the theatres because I just find them fascinating and there was a weird kind of like shape in the stage and I was like what is this to this guy and he was like oh interesting story that was actually made by Houdini when he performed here like back in the day I was like what What? the fuck he was like yeah he was like there was there was a trapdoor that was in the stage but it wasn't big enough to 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 house his water tank so he went and got a saw and started sawing in the stage to make the trapdoor bigger and they just kept it. Oh my god! And then he took me underneath the stage and like showed me all the old hydraulic. It was just amazing, and kind of that sort of thing is just I just love that whole world. And there isn't anything like being in a theater. Just the smell of the theater and how okay. shit every backstage is, and how it's filthy and just I just love it. It's yeah. so great. So it's been a weird yes. kind of like full circle thing for me to kind of re yeah re- rediscover my love of the theater through performing pornography it's just a very strange life journey for me um but it's been great it's been it's been been so fun and yeah hopefully we get to kind of get back on the road next year yeah and we're we're doing a week at the the palladium so you have to come a week oh amazing definitely come on down i would love to i'm gonna own the place for a week i'm gonna have mad parties i'm not really (laughs) 
Angela, <laughs> Andrew Lord Webber, who owns it. I'm not going to have mad points, I promise. Um, and I love Evita. No, Every on. version of Evita is great, Andrew. I Don't love worry, it. seriously, in the last few podcasts, ever, we keep getting off, off message with Andrew Lloyd Webber about to do with what's going on with the Phantom of the Opera Orchestra and things. So we've totally ruined any chance, any like minuscule chance we ever had at having him on this. <laughs> There's no way he's not touching he's us not, with a barge he's not pole. Near us. Oh, no, he not will. Anymore. He will. He needs to plug his shows. <laughs> That's true. He needs to. You know. Cinderella. He's got Cinderella coming. coming up, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's happening with yeah. Phantom? Phantom's coming back, right? Because there was that mad panic yeah. when they removed the chandelier and everyone had like, a, a, a seizure <gasps> during lockdown. They were like, "Oh my god, is it never coming back? What the hell?" But it is. It is. It, <laughs> it is, is coming, coming back. back. Um, I did see they, they released a, a cast list the other day. It's like loads of young people, and oh, good. They've got a, quite a diverse cast which is uh, mm. great. Good. It's brilliant like, and, and quite yeah. revolutionary for that sort of thing, really. Uh, but the, yeah. the main issue, like, from the musical side is that they've got rid of everyone in the orchestra. Well, they've, oh. it was a 27-piece orchestra and now it's coming back as a 14-piece orchestra and loads of stuff's going to be on, like, on backing track. And oh, yeah. okay. originally they weren't going to offer the, the, the jobs they are keeping, they weren't going to offer it to the people that had been there for 33 years. They were going to just give it to new people. But right. I think they backtrack now, and they they are offering it to the old people, but only if that chair that still percentage. exists. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. Um, and that isn't a yeah. COVID thing; that's just a cost cutting thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. cost cutting thing. They're, they're sort of bringing it yeah. in line with all the touring productions, which are all a bit more stripped back. But isn't the but point of going I, to the West End that you hear a full orchestra because you never get to hear that anywhere else? Like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I saw a, a Facebook post or something, and it had a link. A, like an illegally taken video of uh, a touring production of the masquerade bit and then mm. the the west end production of it and it's like chalk and cheese like because it's all yeah. um it's like a casio keyboard playing it it's what it sounds like yeah it sounds so bad but as compared to the west end one it's all take it's taken from above like in one of the boxes or something and you can just see the orchestra and yeah. for that kind of thing especially that it's like about music it's set in an opera house exactly it's, yeah you've got to believe it's it's there and and it, it it's oh, it's such a shame um yeah it really like, is mu- like creatively musically but also for the industry like there's going to be just mm. less yeah, work for well, exactly. everyone yeah rubbish. yeah and also it's just that yeah. constant uh, you know erosion of not to get too like highfalutin but of the culture yeah. like yeah. you yeah. know Mm. How can you just keep stripping things back to there'll be nothing left if we just keep, you know, yeah. downscale? It's like the new kind of slim down Les Mis that they put on. It's like, well, great, but yeah. why? These yeah. are supposed to be massive kind of statement pieces of art that have been there for 30 years. Why are we kind of making poly pocket versions? It feels very strange yeah. to not have the original somewhere, you know, that you can be. Because yeah. there's that phantom in Vegas, isn't it? That's like. 40 minutes long. My friend like, is obsessed oh, really? with Phantom and <laughs> has like, flown to Vegas to see it more than once. Um, oh. He does live in America, though. Uh, and it's like, it's like a 40-minute version of Phantom. And I'm like, well, that's, I mean, interesting. And I'm sure that's great yeah. for, you know, Vegas, which is all, you know, theatrical. Lunch and, break. You know. Yeah, but, you know, yes, it's but, just yeah, that yeah, thing gosh. of, like, you want to feel like you're getting... A real experience, you know, and also yeah. your money's worth. Yeah. Like it's expensive going to the theatre, so you want to feel yeah. like you're actually yeah. getting the full. It just sets a really bad precedent, doesn't it? As mm. well, because if these massive ones are, are scaling down, then the smaller ones, there's just not a chance. Well, I'm just really excited to see kind of more like new talent come through. I mean, and these yeah. these big shows are obviously brilliant, and 
and they are kind of the backbone of the industry, I suppose, in terms of the revenue that they make and et cetera. But hmm. I just think now we're coming out of this pandemic, it's 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 going to be really exciting to see new innovative shows that can be smaller yeah. and then hopefully will be given the space yeah. to grow and get into a yeah. position where they can perform in big theatres. I think that's what I hope is going to happen. And, you know, almost like a, a, a changing of the guard in terms of where British theatre is sitting, because it's been very Cameron McIntosh, Nigel Lord Webber led, yeah. and hopefully, and yeah. that's all wonderful, but if there can be a kind of a shift into more innovative work, maybe that would be good. And you're saying you're friends with the guys that wrote Six? Uh, is it Lucy? Yeah, James Moss? is better friends with them, but... Okay. Uh, but yeah, yeah, because I saw that in in Edinburgh. This not the fir- not the first year it was on, but the second year, and that I mean I, I love that, and I and that's done so well, and that, that's almost like it, it could have been written during COVID times because it's like a small cast, quite a short show, yeah, yeah, yeah. and but diverse casting as well. Like, I think I think uh, yeah. there's going to be lots of things like that. Younger people writing things that are just they're not from the establishment. They're they're mm. just trying something different. Um, I think it's going to be a very yeah. exciting time. Yeah. So I'm, I'm actually, yeah, I, I can't really ever talk about it, cause, but I, I'm actually directing my first musical myself. I've just signed <gasps> on. No! Yeah, which is really That's exciting. That's so exciting. From like a, a really exciting young creative team, which is, yeah, really fun. And it's just like, I mean, I'm, it's annoying that I can't really talk about it, but um, but yeah, it's gonna, yeah it, no but it's going to be really, really exciting just to kind of see how we can kind of create something a bit different that hasn't really been seen before. So yeah, it, it's being a part of that kind of, new wave of theatre, I think it's going to be really, really fun. And, and, yeah. and, and for you guys Is that guys new writing? Well. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Sorry, it's I was complete, just going to say, it's a completely new. Yeah, completely new, oh, yeah. That's mega exciting. Yeah, I'm, I yeah. am really excited about it. We had a script meeting the other day and I was like, oh, this is really, this is really fun. Mm. Um, yeah. And like for you guys, oh. you must want to kind of work on new stuff and not feel like you're yeah. constantly rehashing yeah. stuff that you've done before. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, this so this this thing you are here is the show that I'm starting next week. It's, I think it's only I think it played out in America briefly, mm. but it hasn't been over here before. It's tiny. It's four actors, three musicians. It's really lovely. Wow. It's only an hour and a half. Yeah. It's really good. It's just very sweet and it's a really lovely story and stuff. So I just think yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's like and, and I think, you know, from doing porno, it's really shown me that if you you know, you, you really can create something from nothing if you kind of are prepared to put the work in. And obviously a podcast is way easier to produce than a musical for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, you know, I think if you have the creative um, desire and you, and, you, and you have a story that you want to tell, I think we should all feel way more empowered, particularly post-COVID, to just do it and just have a go. And, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And these things take, take time. And, and it's, 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 it's that collaborative process that I just really enjoy. I think I think we've just all missed that so much in the past year and a half. I think hopefully people are going to really respond to to to, to new work and and people can take risks on stuff a bit because you know you have these massive shows and you know they are they are hugely you know profit driven you know they are so expensive to make and sustain whereas younger shows can be more nimble and you can kind of hopefully you know find cracks within the the industry to kind of find your place. So I think it's going to be an interesting and hopefully really exciting new phase um post yeah. post covid but you know we'll see who knows really are you i guess without going into any details but are you having to think about the directing of the show in a different way than if if covid hadn't happened are you having to sort of come up with any 
I don't know, maybe changing the, the staging slightly or anything like that? Or um, I haven't really got to that point, to be honest with you. It's, no, um, it's early days. We've been working on the script. Well, I've been working with the script with the writer for over COVID, actually, over, yeah. over, over lockdown. And so and we're starting to demo some songs. And it's, it, it's very early stages, but it's, it's really fun. It's, uh, yeah. And it's a completely yeah. new kind of thing for me to kind of explore. So, I mean, I used to do it as a, when I was younger, but haven't done it for about 10 years. So... Yeah, I'm 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 excited about it. That's so great. You also you co-run a night called Round to Readers, don't you? Is that right? I do. It's a musical yeah. cabaret thing. Yeah, that and is. It's awesome. I've seen oh, you some of the online stuff. Yeah, it's really it really fun. It's great. Um so how what happens? What's the whole setup with them? So it's it's <laughs> they're both they're, they're they're basically massive party nights hosted by a woman called Rita Zeta Jones, who is a <laughs> a West End legend in waiting. Um, she thinks she's yeah. a massive star. She's never quite got past swing, but she, don't tell her that. Um, and she basically, um, it's a night where you come and she performs a one woman version of a musical. So she did. She's done oh, um, Cats, which is her version is called Litter Tray, and she creates these kind of. One woman shows for like 20 minutes and then um, she opens the floor for um, big sing-alongs. You can come up and sing musical theatre songs. She sings. It's just the most amazingly fun night. We host them all over London, actually, but we've we've done a lot in a, in a, in a place called Hello Darling behind the old Vic Theatre. I don't know if you know. Oh, oh. yes. And upstairs oh. is basically an old oh. flat. And so she sings in the in the bedroom. She sings in the bathroom and like a bathtub and it's just it's basically like a massive house party it's basically like going around to some old theater darlings cocktail party where she's singing everyone's doing sing-alongs everyone's drinking too much and behaving appallingly and they are the most fun nights um and she actually just won a a what's on stage award actually rita for um yeah for her work during lockdown which was really cool um and so yeah so we've been doing that for a few for a couple of years um covid's obviously been a bit of a spanner in the works. I was like, there couldn't be a less COVID safe thing than Brown Cheritas. <laughs> and like, it is very close quarters, singing, aerosols everywhere, sweating, dancing, people having loads of fun. Um, but we can't wait to kind of bring it back uh, in some capacity. I think it's going to be a bit of a, a kind of a, a gradual one. But um, but yeah, they are, they are the most insanely fun nights. Um, if you're in any way... Uh, into theatre or even if you're not just if you just want to have a fun knees up it's just a really fun night that um that and she's the funniest woman on the planet and her voice is so incredible she's brilliant um yeah check her out on instagram Great. she's 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 wonderful round to eaters yeah and and this is really fun to kind of do that with her and she's she's an old friend of mine so again just another kind of project to be like well you're talented i want to help people kind of do so if I have time now that I'm doing porno you know it's not like it's a a full-time yes, job so lovely. I can yeah I can spend a bit of time to kind of work on other stuff that I that I kind of want to which is really nice um yeah and just kind of exercise different creative muscles that's that's kind of where I'm at at the minute that I want to just kind of do other things and have fun you know and support people that I believe in and yeah and help if that's I can so great. you know yeah, it's really fun. You should come down once yeah. we once we uh, 
yeah, are back amazing. in some capacity. Hello Darling's got an incredible cocktail bar there, isn't there? As Downstairs, well. I was yeah, 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 yeah really cool. Yeah. yeah, looks amazing. It's an amazing yeah, I mean, place. Ticking all boxes. Yeah, it's got a restaurant. You know, music theatre, cocktails. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> you name it, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's a yeah. very debauched place, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We were in New York a few years ago and one of my friends who I met through the podcast is, uh, he works in theatre PR over there. And uh, I think we were performing actually. And afterwards, he he uh, took us bowling at like midnight. Yeah, and I was like, "Why? No offense, <laughs> Jeff. Why are we going bowling?" He's like, "Oh, you'll you'll see." I was like, "Okay, go to this random place in like Midtown at like midnight, and it's all yeah. locked up." And he like we get in this like lift, and we it, the, like the doors open, and it's a bowling alley full of Broadway performers, all <gasps> shit faced drinking. And and they all basically compete, like shows compete against shows bowling. But it's just a massive piss up. <laughs> so it's like wow. the Mormon cast That's are like brilliant. playing the Hamilton cast who are playing the waitress cast and the Phantom wow. cast. And it's like, and like, and you know, musicians and dancers and everybody. It's It was the most fun night. I was like, and I think James wasn't around. I think he'd, he'd gone to meet somebody else. And I called him, I was like, James, you've got to get, your ass here. This is like the funnest <laughs> thing ever. Um, so like just finding these little pockets of the theatre community is really fun. And then from that, you know, we met loads of people and I saw a lot of their stuff off Broadway and things and their kind of projects that they were passionate about and just kind of like yeah. seeing what, 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 what's, what's out there really. Um, it's just really cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's been, it's been, I mean, that's why porno has been the most amazing thing for me because and also, like, I wouldn't have ever met you either. It's like, it oh. just opens up so <laughs> many cool oh. kind of, you know, friendships that you just would never really have had before. It's like, it's great. Because people yeah. feel like they can come and talk yeah. to you. Whereas I think as British people, we're not quite as open to that sometimes. Whereas 
Um, no, that's it. Americans I found a like glass that. of white wine in my hand definitely <laughs> helps the approach. <laughs> well, me too. I will rarely be seen without a glass of white wine in my hand. So uh, I can't believe I'm not, I'm not drinking now, actually. It's ridiculous. I'm normally... I know, I feel really bad. Yeah. I felt like that was part of the deal, that the negotiation process was that. I remember at the time saying, I will, of course, bring wine, but, uh, you know... <laughs> well, when we can actually to, meet up properly, we can, we, 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 we can yeah. do the wine there. We will bring wine. Yeah, exactly. We will bring exactly. it. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> I can bring two. I, 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 I can... I can pay for my own wine guys come on (laughs) (laughs) no we insist we insist what was rocky playing you when you were growing up what musics what's his thing um his my 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 dad has a weird thing with music in that he he gets obsessed with a song plays it on repeat for about a month two months and then you'll never hear it again because he'll have moved on to something else. So, like, okay. things I remember distinctly as a kid were um, the Mavericks, Dance the Night Away. Oh, yeah. Do you remember, yeah. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. Mm, classic. Um, what else? Did he loved... Um, Dance the Night Away. Yeah, exactly, Sorry, yeah. That was a very bad performance. Um, I mean, you could probably Thank play you, that. Sir. It's got some good brass elements, that song. Uh, Dave Brubeck. Yeah. He used to play that a lot. Um what else? Like mud, tiger feet. He's a big disco fan, my dad. Yeah. Um, oh, is he? Yeah, and his his actually his 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 favorite artist of all time is is uh, Jessie Ware, which is oh. hilarious. Oh, she's so great. Yeah. It is, but I'm like yeah. he'd never heard of her before she came on the podcast, and now he's like, do you yeah. know that Jessie Ware? She's a superstar. She's gonna she's gonna do amazing things. And my dad just had like five albums. Like she's a massive deal. He's like, oh right. Yeah. And then I got him all of her albums. You watch out for her. Loves her now. Yeah, exactly. He's now her agent. <laughs> Um, like, she's been nominated for like two Brits, Dad. Like, she's kind of a big deal. Um, so he loves Jessie Ware uh, at, at the minute. But you know, once he... Um, yeah. He's so weird. And I love him so much. But he's an odd man. And we, 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 would, we would drive to Spain for our holidays, our summer holidays as kids. And he once made a CD. You know, in the days that you'd make a CD. He yeah. made a CD yeah. for the car. That it was, and it was just the Angels' Carol you know, Rutter's Angel's Carol. Yeah. It was just that song like 20 times on this CD. And he would play it driving to Spain in August for our summer holidays. And we were like, why is this? What? what is, who does this? Nobody does this. This is very strange behaviour. So when he started writing pornography, it wasn't the biggest shock in the world. I was like, okay, this... No. This this mind has also created this. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's is it a trigger for you now? Honestly, that <laughs> song, I, like even the first bar of it, I'm like, I know what it is. I know what it is. Um, but it's 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 nice. It's nice. It's um, yeah, that is reminds nice. me of you know good times in the sunshine, uh, which isn't you know, what you'd expect from a Christmas Carol, but you know, whatever. Yes. Wonderful. <laughs> Brings you back to those oh, those heady you. sunny days by the beach. Yep. Great. <laughs> yeah, along with Little Donkey and Little <laughs> yeah, Town all, and all those classic summer tunes, do you know what I mean? All those summer yeah, hits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, how about that? Oh, thanks, Jamie. That was thanks so, so much, fun. Thanks so much, Jamie. What a uh, lovely bloke, very open and, and uh, friendly. Yeah, and really generous he, with his time, you know. It was so good of him to do it. He's a busy man. They've got their new series starting again next week and, you know, yeah. it was great. I'm glad that he spared us some time. Uh, absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, if you want to hear a bit more of Jamie, we, we do have a Patreon 
Um, yes. We where every week we have a sort of bonus feed mm. where there's a bit extra of every guest that we couldn't quite fit in the main show. Uh, there's not. It's about maybe five ten minutes of this. Oh, it's Jane just a little one this week. Not, just a li- little one, but yeah. also if you there's all different levels you can you can pay each month. But what it mainly does it supports the show and it helps us make it. Yeah, and um, we love making the show, dedicating time to it. But uh, it is time consuming and it does it take uh, preparation. It takes uh, time editing, which we love doing. But uh, if you can spare a few few coins to uh, <laughs> keep this show on the road. Yeah, I think you've reeled uh, them in. Well done. Go and do it. Yeah, go it? On. Click the link in the description. Yes. Join the Patreon. It's called the Three in a Bar Members Club. Oh, classy. Mm. Classy, isn't it? Yeah. What a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> hey, Verity, you're doing your show. Oh, my that, God. That starts... Tonight, doesn't it? Tonight, yes, tonight. Um, oh, if you're listening on the day this comes out, yeah. then Verity, your show is tonight. It is Monday the seventeenth. It is. It's the yeah. first preview tonight, and it's because it's only a little run. We've got this week. We've got live streams being recorded. Of it. We've got the the audience in and everything, and then we've got press night on Thursday. <gasps> so exciting! Oh, so good. A it's press like a night! Oh my god! I know, night. I know. It's so exciting. Do you know Have what you though? Press night. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Go I was going to say I have to. Basically, to get up, we're in a, a raised platform. We're playing on a raised platform. And uh, I literally have to climb up a ladder, which is attached to the wall, <laughs> wall to get up there. I'm not really terribly <laughs> good with highs. Brilliant. I've already had to swap places with one of the other players uh, because I thought I was going to drop to my death. But um, it's it's great. It's such a great That's show. Great. Are you going to have a party on press night? Is that allowed? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the bar's open. Bar's Socially open. Distanced. Yeah. So they've got the, well, their plan is that it's going to go inside and outside. So there'll be, you know, plenty of room to quaff whatever beverage you like, really. Yeah. And that's at the Southwark Playhouse? At the Southwark Playhouse. I think there are still some tickets Great. available. Snap them up now. It's a really lovely show. Oh. Um, it's, oh, it's straight the way through, hour and a half. Really good. Wendy Peters is the Perfect. lead in it. She's amazing. There's a Wendy lady. Wendy Peters? Wendy Peters, yeah. She's so wow. good. And there's um, a lady from Dear Evan Hansen in it and somebody who's in The Lion King. There's only four of them. And then um, another lovely woman who is a great singer too. They're all darned good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, brilliant. Well, could you stick a link in the description? I will. I will. Information. Yeah. Um, come on down, Seb. You'll enjoy cool. it. It'll be yeah, it's a good oh, one. I'd love to yeah. come down. Yeah, I'll see if I can wangle uh, your ticket. Oh, please, <laughs> please. Uh, well, thanks for listening, everyone. And hey, yeah, here's to the theatres opening up again. Yeah, there are more things uh, opening up this week, aren't there? Yeah. Um, yeah, so, there are. Yeah, this is a big week, isn't it? Pubs are open on the inside this time. Oh, my God. And oh, you can meet great. as many people as you like outside, can't you? Is that right? You can have yeah, like you a... you can have 30 people around your house. Wowzers trousers. That's think, great. Uh, have I got that right? I think you're right. Well, something in like your that. garden Sounds or good. something. But yeah. Maybe in your garden. Great. Yeah, yeah have you got oh. nice plans, big plans this week? Uh, oh, you know what? what? I'm going to I'm gonna start making some stuff out of wood. I bought yes. a mitre saw the other day. Whoa. I've just been researching stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And just I bought all sorts of screws and clamps oh my god i'm just gonna blow in go for it this week are you gonna eat yeah. a yorkie bar and get stuck in yeah yeah I'm take my top off and, and Whoa. Get, just shout racist <laughs> oh my god sorry stop that's gonna offend all our carpenters that listen carpenters are not racist <laughs> no, generally no <laughs> not, where do i not. get that from <laughs> they're 
yeah, yeah, highly qualified, highly skilled individuals. <laughs> you know my favourite carpenter? Um, Bob the Builder. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> the original. The original, the original carpenter. <laughs> I bet he could put up a lovely set of shelves I bet in he, your alcoves. He flipping I bet. could. I could bet he could make it out of one piece of ply. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, turn that. Well, yeah, there we are. <laughs> turn that uh, water shelf into a wine rack. <laughs> That's what he would have done. He would have done. <laughs> yeah, nice. Now, okay. Now, uh, let, let's finish the show. Yeah, let's. Because it's gone weird. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Quick, uh, run. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you've um, if you've never listened to us before, then, uh, well, we're here every week. Uh, different guests. Check out our back catalogue. If you enjoyed it, tell all your friends. Like, literally tell everyone you know. Everyone. And if you, if you see someone uh, just on their phone, grab their phone, someone you know, uh, go to the podcast app, subscribe to this show on their phone. Yeah, Bosh, straight How about in. that for a guerrilla marketing campaign? I like that. Come on, lads, do it. Like, subscribe, all of that. Do it all. Yeah. If you know anyone, any really cool musician-y people that you think would be good on this show, get in touch. Yeah. If you, if you, and, and you could do that by going to the email address, which is hello at threeinabar.com. Yeah, send us an email. We love correspondence. Send us an email. Just send us an email. Yeah, do. If you want. Yeah, because we'll read it out otherwise. Yeah, we'll read stuff out. Yeah, you know, we'll read anything. Anything you like. Yeah. As long as my dad doesn't start writing pornography, I won't read that. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, feel free. Send in pornography. It's always useful. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think it's time we leave right now. Right. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> it's always useful. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.